And now, City Slickers with Chuck and Victoria. Two judgmental New Yorkers talking movies. Hey guys, welcome back. It's episode five of City Slickers with Chuck and Victoria. I'm Victoria Keelan. That's my buddy Chuck Curry. And uh, today our big focus is sports movies and all of our favorites and which athletes or which actors could actually pull it off as being real and effective athletes on screen. So we're going to get to that. But first, Chucker, there's been some controversy around the Justice League movie. I keep seeing this blowing up on social media. So many bad reviews. It just seems like yet some people like it when they see it and the critics seem to hate it. What's the latest on that? Uh, latest is that the film uh, severely underperformed at the uh, box office. Justice League was a movie that was in the planning stages over at Warner Brothers in DC for many a year. Uh, Batman v Superman, which is a movie that teamed up Batman and Superman in a confrontation, also featured Wonder Woman. Despite the uh, fact that it was a very polarizing reviews and the re- the overall uh, criticism on Rotten Tomatoes was more negative than positive. That movie had a big opening weekend when it opened in theaters a year and a half ago at $166 million. Uh, Justice League was expected to do well over $100 million, but wound up only doing $93 million in its opening weekend at the box office. Uh, this is what I would say about the this overall Victoria. The uh, the uh, the You liked the of, movie, uh, though, right? I did like the movie. Uh, in, a, in a nutshell, this is my review. I do agree that the movie has flaws. The CGI, especially the villain, is not really a finished product. The villain is weak. The storyline, which uh, gets the Justice League together, is fairly simplistic. Uh, So I do agree that stuff is flawed and could have been done better, even a lot better. But what makes this movie work for me is the overall cast chemistry, which I thought was outstanding. I thought all the actors, Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Ezra Miller as The Flash, Jason Mona is Aquaman, Ray Miller is Cyborg. I, I thought, and uh, Henry Cavallo Superman, I thought all those actors brought their A-game. I thought the cast chemistry was really good. The movie, for the most part, for me, despite the flaws, had an infectious, fun feeling throughout its running time. I give it a 7.8 out of 10. I think people who are on the fence and read some of the negative uh, stuff on RottenTomatoes.com, the overall composite score is 41% positive, which means overall it has a negative uh, aggregated score. Uh, Don't let that keep you away. I think this movie has more than enough good stuff to be entertaining. If you're a superhero fan, I think you have to see the movie, but I think general audiences in in general, I think they're going to like it. And I just want to point out one more thing. A lot of people are going into these movies with a lot of baggage because social media is so prevalent and any movie that gets some negative news leading up to it, it just seems like a lot of people, Victoria, walking into theaters looking for stuff to knock. I mean, Henry Cavall had a mustache when he was filming Mission Impossible 6. So when he went back to do reshoots on the Justice League, they had a CGI his mustache off. So you got people on the internet going, boy, that was a glaring uh, notice. I noticed the weird waxy look on his face. Now, in the scope of things, does anybody really care? I think 90% of all people who see the movie are going to have no idea that this story existed. Or the fact okay. that the movie used Zack Snyder, who directed the film, had a leave to do to a very bad... Uh, story where a, a death in, in the family's daughter wound up in real life committing suicide. So he left oh, the I remember project that. post-production. So they yeah. brought on Josh Whedon, who directed the Avengers to do some of the reshoots. I don't know what reshoots he did, what he injected into the storyline, but this movie has a lot more humor 
that Batman v Superman, the tone is lightened up. Superman's a much lighter character. Batman even has some humor. So overall, I think this is a movie well worth seeing. Is it flawed? Yes. But is it entertaining and well worth seeing? Absolutely. So I'm going to give it 4.25 zombies (laughs) out of uh, five. So for me, it's a thumbs up. It's interesting. For whatever reason, the Marvel movies seem to be a lot more generally accepted among the uh, the critics and the general public. The DC universe seems to be a lot more polarized and where people have expectations of tone and what they want to see out of these characters. Some people are satisfied. Some people are not. For me, for, for the most part, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Batman v Superman, and now Justice League, I give thumbs up. Suicide Squad, I'm sort of like uh, on the middle. I admit that movie has a lot more floors than these other ones but i like batman a lot it's my All favorite right. superhero character so maybe that's it for me and i and i grew up on superman so i really dig superman and i love wonder woman awesome uh character yeah she's a, she's amazing God. yep all right cool well you heard it here first i haven't seen justice league yet but i'm sure i will at some point so uh don't as chucker says don't let those negative reviews scare you away so if you're into if you're into that whole universe then just keep on plugging away because i, I mean eventually they're going to keep adding more and more and more of these movies it's like the star Wars franchise now so maybe there's one or two that might be a little bit weaker than the others but ultimately you probably still need to see what that story is to continue on with you know with the overall the bigger story right let's put it this way when the movie ended I wanted to see more of these characters okay that's great so that's all I really need to know Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's true. All right, so today's topic is sports movies. And uh, Chuck and I have compiled our lists of the sports movies that we like the most. And, of course, we're we're also going to touch on some of the actors who we think either really pulled it off as an athlete or others that maybe they really needed more of the stunt double help. Um, Chuck, I'll start it off with... And this is in no particular order, and in certainly in no order of my favorite sports, although hockey is one of my favorite sports. I know you don't like hockey. <laughs> but I'll start right off with the movie Miracle. And this is from 2004. It's, of course, the uh, Kurt Russell stars. It's the story of the 1980 Winter Olympics, the U.S. team versus the Soviet team. We were all amateurs. We were not using any pro athletes. And the Soviet Union, of course, always doing everything in an unfair way. Uh, they had all their pros out there and the miracle was we won i think this is such a great movie every time it's on tv i definitely give it another watch and i think that kurt russell's performance is incredible as the coach and uh some of the other like you know there's some other minor actors that you've seen since then i don't even know their names doesn't matter but you know you'll recognize some of the faces but if you are a hockey fan especially if you're like sort of an american versus russian fan if you like that kind of cinema which you know the rocky movies have that going on too then i think miracle is definitely one of the best if not the best hockey movie ever made it's a really good movie uh that was a disney production i think that's one of the best performances uh that uh, kurt russell has uh, given sort of, uh, you know, just playing a character. He plays Herb Brooks, who was a coach of that uh, Olympic team. He went on to coach the uh, New York Rangers and sadly passed away in a car accident. But that is a very solid entry in the sports uh, movie genre and a really good hockey movie. Uh, I I will say that it's interesting that Disney produced a few of these sports-related movies over um, a few years span. They also did the movie The Rookie with Dennis Quaid. Uh, that I thought was a really good uh, sports film. If you like Dennis Quaid, that's one of his better performances. Also, getting you know, if I want to just bounce into uh, 
off the top of my head, hockey-related movies. There's a movie in 1976 that has a huge fan following uh, called Slapshot, which starred uh, Paul Newman. It was directed by uh, director Walter Roy Hill. He was a good director at the uh, time. This is a very funny movie that uh, features Paul Newman as a, uh, a uh, coach uh, player in a minor league hockey system, and it featured uh, three characters called the Hanson Brothers, who, uh, when they went on ice, wore uh, uh, eyeglasses and uh, wound up fighting uh, with the uh, other team. Very funny movie. If you like hockey, I'm not a big fan of hockey. I always say, Victoria, if it doesn't have a ball, uh, it's not a <laughs> I know. sport. And, ho- and, ho- and hockey, for some reason, uses a puck. So I don't really equate it as a full-grown, uh, full-fledged sport, uh, although I do did grow up, uh, obviously, in New York. And uh, I know a lot of people are partial to the uh, New York Rangers, but yeah. uh, Slapshot is also another great sports movie that stars uh, the late great Paul Newman. Wow! All right, I've heard of Slapshot. I I've never seen it though, so I'm definitely adding that then to my list of hockey movies. Now, just I'll ask you this question: Would you put the Mighty Ducks anywhere in there? I think the Mighty Ducks uh, was a fun family-oriented uh, sports film. I liked uh, the Mighty Ducks one. I liked also the Mighty Ducks two. Those movies star uh, Emilio Estevez. Uh, he was great uh, as, a, as the coach. As a, yeah, basically, it's one of those family films about a, a guy who gets uh, service. Uh, he has to coach a, a kid's hockey team due to a, a pro, uh, probation uh, a violation. That's the sentence they give him. He does it against his will, winds up loving doing it. Uh, they're fun movies. Uh, again, di- that's a Disney production with Emilio Vestavis, who actually in, in his day was a, ve- a very appealing and likable actor. Yeah. What sport do you want to um, tackle next? Do you want to move into baseball? Because I know you love baseball. Yeah, I love baseball. Let's let's bounce into baseball. Uh, right off the top of my head, my my two favorite uh, baseball films would be well. I actually have I have a, a handful. Um, we we touched on last week's podcast, The Natural from 1984, in which Great Robert movie. Redford played the character of uh, Roy Hobbs. And I said last week, which I'll equate this week, is the reason I like that movie so much. And I'm a big uh, baseball fan i have to say my two favorite sports in general would be baseball and football i like them both equally but the natural captures the mystique and the myth and the mythology overall of baseball probably better than any other film the storyline is also really good and it has some some really big moments uh you know roy hobbs hitting the home run at the end of the film hitting the light post and the sparks going off uh, his bat wonder boy i like the fact that he's an aging baseball player that uh, left the game and, and, and nobody knew where he went, comes back into the game and becomes a, you know, overnight sensation. Uh, it's just a beautiful film. And if you like baseball, it's an absolute uh, must see. And I'm not even the biggest baseball fan, but I think The Natural is just absolutely one of the best baseball movies and one of the best movies I've seen Robert Redford in. I, I just think that you can't go wrong with it. I, I think you and I probably easily can agree on the best baseball movie of all time, and I'll let you announce that one. Is it Field of Dreams in your mind? Absolutely, yes. Field of Dreams. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And you know what, what's interesting about Field of Dreams, this is another movie where when they wrote the script and they filmed the movie, it could have went two ways. It could have been like, this is completely off the wall, ridiculous about an Iowa farmer who hears a voice in his head. Uh, you know, if you build it, they will come. And it's just basically a journey, not only about baseball, but also about your childhood and your connection with your parents. And the mm-hmm. scene at the end, when he has to catch with oh, his father, I is cry probably every time. one of the most emotional uh, sequences ever shot and one of the best scenes emotionally uh, I think ever filmed 
Yep, absolutely. That is just, oh my God, I just, I get teared up every single time. And you know, the thing about that movie, Kevin Costner, yes, he's great in Field of Dreams, but the supporting cast is amazing in that movie. James Earl Jones could read the phone book to me and I would just sit there and be mesmerized. But then the other people like Ray Liotta, who plays Shoeless Joe, I think without his injection of his moxie and his humor, I think that the movie would be lacking without him there. And then the no, guy who great. and then the guy who plays Doc Graham, the older guy, he I don't even know who that actor is, but he is phenomenal. He's like the the quintessential grandpa and he, when he gets that chance to step back over the line and put this put his uniform back on and then when he makes the choice to be a doctor and and it's all gonna go away I mean it's just such an emotional choice that he makes and it's all about the love of baseball and then of course the girl the woman who plays Kevin Costner's wife um I believe she I forget her name Amy uh Magadan Okay, and then so who's, she's who, who is who is Ed Harris's wife in uh, real life, and the other actor that right. you just mentioned who played the older Moonlight Graham was Burt Lancaster, the great Burt Lancaster, oh. who had an amazing career. That was his last film role, and it was a great one. And that scene uh, which you touched on when he walks across the line oh. to save uh, Kevin Costner's daughter who's choking on a hot dog. The musical score, it all comes together, and uh, I, I think it's a masterpiece. Uh, it is Field of whether you're a baseball fan or not. That movie, if that doesn't tug the heartstrings and move you emotionally, something is void in uh, your humanity. I, I agree. I mean, uh, that's just always going to be my number one favorite, I think, sports movie probably of all time, even though I, I do love uh, movies from other from other sports. As far as baseball goes, this is going to be one that might be controversial, but I was never really into Bull Durham. Is that on I your like list? Bull, uh, no, it's not, it not, not. It wouldn't be in my top 20. I like Bull Durham. Uh, I get why it's popular, but it's not one of my favorite baseball films. But I do like it. I mean, Kevin Costner's good. Uh, Robert Wall. Uh, was good in that movie, uh, and also Susan Sarandon. Two other baseball movies that that I really like. I don't know if you ever if you ever seen it, but you should see it because it captured the the spirit and the ugliness of Little League, unlike any baseball movie ever. And that was the Bad News Bears, which came out in 1976, right. which starred the late great Walter Matthau. And that really one. It was a really fun movie. But it also showed the warts and all of how parents get overly and seriously involved in their kids in the Little League format. And the title game is absolutely classic. Uh, Tatum O'Neill played the female pitcher on the male team in that movie. And uh, she also was a movie called Paper Moon uh, with a father, Ryan O'Neill, in the early 70s. She later on, later in life, had some issues. She was on the, the Dennis Leary TV show Rescue Me. He gave her a part on that show. She had a lot of issues with her sobriety later in life. But let me yeah. tell you something, Victoria. Tatum O'Neill was an awesome, and I mean awesome, child actress. And she was great in The Bad News Bears. Walter Matthau was great in that movie. The kids were awesome in that movie. And that is one of the best sports movies of all time, especially in baseball. The Bad News Bears, 1976. That's a must-see, and you really uh, should watch it. Now, and I, I have seen it, and it is great, but I am more familiar, and you're going to laugh at this, but I am more familiar with the remake of it, which I didn't like, and that's the one with Billy Bob Thornton right. as the coach, and I think there were some other you know kids in it that I knew uh, who they were, you know, kind of other actors that are recognizable, but I and just Gre- thought in Gre- general... And, Gre- and, and Greg Kinnear's in that movie also. Yeah, I mean, it just I didn't really think that that's a movie that needed to be remade, and I didn't think they did a great job with the remake either. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's interesting. For, for whatever reason, sometimes when they remake certain movies, even though they're going beat for beat, 
the remake has a flatness to it and it just yeah. never it never really breathes or has a really any real energy so I, I thought it was sort of a ho-hum remake of a very good movie uh like i said but uh, the original bad news bears i think is a awesome sports film one other baseball movie i want to mention uh that i hope you, you you've seen that i really like and it really got back tom hanks into uh the popularity of, of making the right choices again. And that's uh, 1992's A League of Their Own. Yeah, and that's right. It, I forgot about which that. Which was about the first female baseball league. And if you want, uh, which you, you mentioned, what actor, and in this case, an actress who is totally believable in a sports setting, that would be Gina Davis, who played the catcher in that movie. One of the best roles, totally believable mm-hmm. as an athlete, dominates yep. the film. And also an actress who is the co-star with Keanu Reeves in Point Break, Lori Petty, who plays her sister mm-hmm. in that movie, I thought was exceptional. The chemistry was real good. Tom Hanks uh, played the uh, the uh, the manager of uh, their team. Uh, he was great in that movie, and so was the rest of the cast. Uh, really good film, good story. Madonna and uh, Rosie O'Donnell also in supporting roles in that uh, film. I like it a lot, A League of Their Own from 1992. That's- that's a solid choice. I didn't even remember that one, but you're absolutely right. That was definitely a good role for everybody that you mentioned. That was a that was a really good movie. And I like the fact that it's based on a true story. That always makes things, when it comes to sports movies, for me, except for Field of Dreams, which is the only movie where I can completely suspend all disbelief and I'm just going to go right. with it. But in terms of sports movies, I think it's really important when they have, when they're based on a true story. And so that, that added a lot of credibility to A League of Their Own, for sure. Um, now, moving away from baseball... Uh, what do you want to go to next? There's some good golf movies actually out there. <laughs> do you have any golfing the, the, movies on your list? Uh, well, I, I, if you're going to go comedic, I, I'm going to go, you know, Caddyshack uh, is, if, if you want to, you know, put that into the realm of uh, sports movies, a right. big fan favorite, always a lot of fun. I'm sure you're going to go with uh, with Tin Cup, another Kevin Costner movie on your list. I, I do like Tin Cup. Yeah, I thought that was a fun movie. And mostly I like uh, Rene Russo. Um, it, I mean, I Kevin too. Costner's good, you know, of course, but, but Renee Russo is one of those actresses that I, I kind of grew up watching and I really, really like her in, in pretty much every role she's ever had. So I, I think Tin Cup, it makes the list for me maybe just because of her. She's really good. Listen, I, I'm a big fan. I like everything she's ever done. You know, it's interesting because Cheech, Cheech Martin was also, uh, in, in, in that movie, and along with Don Johnson, and they wound up doing Oh, Cheech Marin together. of, like, Cheech and Chong, yeah. Right, uh, and Don Johnson and uh, Cheech Marin wound up doing a TV show together called Nash Bridges. Right, CBS, that's right. I, I used to like and watch, but I got a question yeah. for you, because I, I, I think Don Johnson was always really good in everything he's ever done. Why do you think he never materialized as a major A-list starring actor in feature film. Uh, you know, I don't know, and I really like him a lot. There was a there was a TV series he did about a year and a half, maybe 2 years ago. Uh it only lasted one season on ABC and I think it was called Blood and Oil or something like that. It was supposed it was to sort of Blood and Oil. It was supposed to be kind of like a new Dallas. I really right. liked the show. I thought the cast was great. I loved him. He was diabolical. He's handsome. He hasn't aged in years. I don't even know how old he is. It doesn't matter. He just I mean, I don't understand. And Nash Bridges, I mean, my God, that was, I feel like growing up, that was on in my house all the time. And that was a great show. I I don't understand why he never translated to the big screen. You're absolutely right. I don't really get it unless he just, 
didn't want to make that choice? I'm not sure. I find him every bit, if not more, appealing than a Kevin Costner. And maybe Kevin Costner got the roles that Don Johnson would have gotten. I don't know. It's it's interesting, you know when um, when Die Hard came out in 1988. I know Don Johnson was being considered for the uh, role of John McClane in that film. That would have been interesting if he wound up getting a really plum role like that with his theatrical yeah. career have had a different uh, path. I mean, he's done a lot of good work, a lot of supporting stuff in theatrical films, not a lot of starring roles. He's more uh, uh, looked at as a TV actor, but I- I'm a fan of Don Johnson. I think he's really, yeah. really good. And I think, like you said, if you want to go the comedic route, Caddyshack, probably, you know, one of the one of the classic comedies of all time. I would also throw in an honorable mention for Happy Gilmore. That is a really funny movie, which doesn't really deviate far from the actual sport of golf, which, you know, it seems like it could be a comedy set with the to the backdrop of golf, but it really isn't. Golf is still at the forefront of the entire movie. So I think uh, honorable mention definitely goes to Happy Gilmore in the golf world. Um, what sport do you want to tackle? next because i think football is probably the biggest sport right but why don't we do basketball maybe before we'll do basketball and there's uh a couple basketball movies that pop into my head but there's only one that i consider and i I didn't formulate because i'm just sort of bouncing off this stuff from memory i have a few on uh written down but uh there's one sports movie uh and it's basketball related which i think is the greatest sports movie of all time for me and that's hoosiers yeah uh Gene Hackman. I Great absolutely movie. love this movie. It really is a story of redemption. And it, it Gene Hackman's, who I, who I uh, equate as my all-time favorite actor, I think he's awesome in Hoosiers playing the character of Norman Dale, a guy that gets a second chance at a high school, uh, uh, at a high school coaching basketball uh, in Indiana. It's, a, it's based on a true story. They do take some liberties, but this movie is extremely inspiring it's so well acted. Uh, it's uh, the characters are awesome, uh, and I think it's some of the best work of Dennis Hopper's career, playing an alcoholic uh, father of one of the players on the team who gets a chance to be the assistant coach. His scenes in that movie uh, are simply incredible, and uh, yeah, I love true. Dennis Hopper. He had a really big career resurgence right around this time. Also did Blue Velvet, and then wound up being the villain in both Speed. And Waterworld. So Dennis Hopper had a really good five, four or five year run, run right around the time Hoosiers was released, but uh, none better in terms of his work than Hoosiers. I'm a huge fan of this movie. Also, uh, Barbara Hershey plays a love interest of uh, Gene Hackman. She's awesome in this movie. But this is a perfect movie directed by a guy named David Anspa, who also wrote the film. And this is a guy, Victoria, who only, I believe, directed four movies. Two of them were sports-related, but two of the best sports movies of all time, one being Hoosiers, and the other I'm going to save when we do uh, talk about football movies. Okay, excellent. So I think in terms of basketball, I'm not a huge basketball fan. There are so many basketball movies in the lighter kind of genres of, like, sort of comedy type thing, White Men Can't Jump. Um, mm-hmm. There's, you know, Air Bud, and then there's, you know, Space Jam, and there's, like, lots of... You don't, wait, 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 wait a second. You don't like Air Bud? <laughs> I do, I do. Who doesn't like I do, like too. Air Bud? I like <laughs> Who doesn't like I, listen, Air Bud? I, I like Air Bud, but not the 32 sequels. <laughs> I know, right? 
<laughs> That's true. Um, so some other, like, you know, I think that maybe there are some other less popular sports that still produce some good movies. If you're in the cycling world, I, I kind of really like that movie Breaking Away. Um, which, you know, I had only seen maybe a couple years ago for the first time at the, uh, recommendation of a friend of mine. And, and, and he was kind of like, you know, th- you should see this movie. Uh. Like it's kind of a good classic movie. I'd never even heard of it, but I really enjoyed it. I thought that was, uh, it's a coming of age kind of movie, but it's, you know, the, the, with the cycling backdrop, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, aren't too many cycling movies that I know of, right? No, I'm not that big into uh, cycling. I don't know how many times you've taken a cab versus getting on your bicycle in Manhattan. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do have a city not, bike membership, but I've only used it a few well. times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then the only other thing I would say in like uh, other in sort of obscure movies, I think for whatever reason, bowling has produced two of my favorite comedies of all time: The Big Lebowski and uh, and Kingpin with Woody yeah, Harrelson like and and yeah. Bill Murray. I mean, that's just those two are one are the Coen Brothers, the other the Farrelly Brothers, and it's I mean, those are two absolutely hilarious movies, and all to the weird weird sport of bowling. Like I kind of don't get weird. bowling. Let it's me ask you a question: have, have you ever bowled in your life? Oh yeah, sure. What's I mean, the highest I'm, game you bowled? What is the oh, highest game you bowled? I don't remember. Probably nothing. I, I've, I've been one strike away from a 300 four times. Now, Whoa. I haven't bowled in a while. I have not bowled in a while, but when I was uh, when I was a teenager and a young adult growing up in Brooklyn, I used to hang out in a bowling alley called Connie's. I think it was on 17th Street and Avenue in Brooklyn for many years. So I have a lot of memories about uh, uh, bowling, bowling leagues, bowling gambling, uh, so I'm very partial and I have a fondness for bowling. So, well, and, and those two movies certainly make me want to go, Oh, you know, bowling's not all that bad. It's, it looks like it's pretty fun. Um, let's move to the next sport, which has produced some of the best movies, even though it's not a sport that I care about at all, but some of the best movies ever made, I think are all attributed to the sport of boxing. Well, Rocky would be right off uh, the top of my head, but you know, I'm going to say, say this, I'm going to see if you agree with this or not. Obviously, Rocky is a sports movie. Obviously, Rocky is right. a boxing movie. But right. for the heart and soul of Rocky, I still believe is a love story. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I was never really all that into the Rocky movies. You know, they're on TV really? all the time. My okay. husband is obsessed with them. Every time they're on TV, he has to sit and watch the whole thing again. I feel like it was it really appealed to men in a way that it didn't necessarily fully appeal to women. But then when Creed came along, I was sold. And Creed, to me, is my favorite boxing movie of all time. I absolutely just, I could watch it over and over. I thought it was incredible. The writing was great. The acting is amazing. The storyline is wonderful. It's got so much heart, so many layers. Um, But again, it's all part of that Rocky franchise. So I guess maybe I should revisit and go back now and watch the rest of them. Listen, if somebody told me in 1976 that a movie about an underdog boxer would come out title Rocky with an unknown actor named Sylvester Stallone. And there would be another one going into production uh, in 2017. I don't think anybody would have believed that story. I think um, Sylvester Stallone has done an, done an amazing job overall with this franchise. And, you know, for people who don't know the story, when Rocky came out in 1976, it was the definition of a sleeper hit. Nobody knew who Sylvester Stallone was. He wrote this script 
he got MGM to really like the script. They didn't want to use Sylvester Stallone. They wanted to use a, an, an A-list actor. Actually, they wanted to uh, – one of the A-list actors that they really wanted to play Rocky Balboa was Robert Redford because they wanted an actor, an A-list actor, to sell the movie off of. Stallone hmm. held out. Uh, he was sort of a bit actor. He had some bit roles uh, in a movie called Prisoner of Second Avenue with Jack Lemmon, like a two minutes of screen time. He had a few minutes of screen time in a movie, a Woody Allen movie, Take the Money and Run. He did The Lords of Flatbush with Henry Winkler in the 1970s. But nobody pinpointed Sylvester Stallone as a breakout movie star until Rocky came out. And that was a game changer in his life. Not only an underdog story in terms of a boxer in a movie, but an underdog real life story in terms of a actor named Sylvester Stallone. So yeah. Rocky is the definitive, I guess, uh, boxing movie. Now, uh, but in that same world, though, I've never seen it, but I know that it's listed on so many people's, like, you know, favorite movies of all time is Raging Bull. Is that on your list as well? Yeah, that would be on my list. The thing with Raging Bull, uh, it, it's not what you call a, a family movie. Uh, it's not uh, released by Disney. It's a Martin Scorsese movie with a great performance by Robert De Niro. Gained and lost a lot of weight throughout the uh, running time. Plays a real-life boxer, Jake LaMotta, who just passed away, actually, Last month, and Jake LaMotta, Victoria, if you don't know, wasn't the most um, moral of human beings. A really gritty, <laughs> nasty guy. There's, you know, there's there's a lot of violence, a lot of cursing, a lot of abuse toward uh, women in that film. Having said that, it is a great movie, but it's not for the faint of heart. But if you like boxing movies, that is a really good boxing movie. And this is a throwaway movie from the 1980s called Digstown that uh, starred uh, Lucas Jr. and James Woods, which mm -hmm. I think is a it's a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people may not have seen it, but if you like boxing movies and if you want to put it on your radar, it's called uh, Digstown. has a lot of uh, entertainment value. All right. Well, I think maybe football is probably the sport that the most movies have been made about. So what would rank as some of your top football movies? Uh, I'm going to bounce right into, uh, speaking of that director, David Onspot, who wrote Hoosiers, he wrote and directed a movie called Rudy in 1993, oh. which I absolutely love. Uh, great story. Sean Astin perfectly cast uh, in this film. For people who don't know Sean Astin, he was uh, one of the Mikey in the, in Goonies. the Goonies. Also had a big part yeah. in Lord of, of the Rings. So he is an appealing actor, uh, perfectly cast in a movie about a guy, an underdog, whose dream was to go to Notre Dame uh, and wanted to play for the Fighting Irish gets uh, makes it to the practice squad and winds up getting to go into one play during the last season of his senior year. Uh, this is an awesome movie. Makes you feel like a million bucks when you watch it. But it is amazing that this one guy wrote and directed two of the best sports movies ever, David Osborne, yeah. Hoosiers and Rudy. And uh, I love them both. They're right at the top of my greatest sports movies of all time. But uh, – I love everything there is about Rudy. It is a great movie. And Rudy's roommate in the movie was played by a very young John Favreau, who has gone on to have a great a career directing and also yeah. movies. He's uh, Happy Hogan in the Iron Man movies and directed the first Iron Man movie. But he's uh, the roommate uh, and best friend of Rudy. And there's also a small spot, a, a very small part by uh, Vince Vaughn in, in Rudy when he was uh, – an up-and-coming actor. 
Oh, that's interesting. I don't remember him in it, but I know Vince Vaughn and John Favreau are buddies in real life. They've done a right. ton of movies together. They did The Breakup together. They were in Swingers, of course, most famously. They were also in the remake of or the the sequel to Swingers called Made. So they're always together. It seems maybe that's where they met. Maybe it's during Rudy is where they became friends. But yeah, Rudy is just that's a movie that has appeal. I think across the board, you've got some good sports stuff. You've got some great heart, some true story elements to it. I think that's a that's a really complete football movie um one of the football movies you're gonna laugh at this but i really do like it there's a, you know the teen drama stuff aside the actual football stuff in varsity blues i really like i think john voight is one of the most hated characters in that movie that i've ever seen i think which just you know lends to his talent he you hate him so much in varsity blues that when they tear that statue down at the end of the movie of him it's just you feel vindicated as a viewer. And I think that, you know, James Vanderbeek is great in the movie, too. The whole cast is actually really good. Um, aside from, like, the Dawson's Creek, you know, antics of, like, teen stuff, the actual football scenes on the field and those plays and the drama that all takes place on the field and on the sidelines and, uh, you know, the very serious implications of the coaches injecting the star player's knee, you know, to, just to get him to get back out on the field. There's a lot of other layers to that movie that um, I really, really like. And apparently Apparently, the uh, I remember seeing a behind the scenes uh, special on that movie a long time ago, and they had actually rounded up some of Texas. In, in, it was filmed in Texas, I believe, right. and you know where Texas high school football—that's that's like king down there. And so they rounded up some of the best all-state players to to act as doubles in that movie, and you, and it shows. You know when they have some of those camera angles of these kids playing real rough and tumble football. It's um I think it's some of the some of the overlooked elements of that movie are because the teen drama kind of takes precedence over the actual football stuff, but the real football scenes in that I think get they should they definitely deserve an honorable mention for sure. It's a good movie. I like it. And you know, uh I used to watch Dawson's Creek when it was on the air and I thought James Vanderbeek was good on that show and he translated uh to a a, a pretty good actor, still uh, a, a a very much a working actor uh as we speak of Aussie Blues it's a good movie and you're right John Voight was a very uh so good he's good in well one he's good in everything but that's he's true. really good as a very unlikable football coach oh, in yeah. that uh in, in that film you know another uh, uh high school football movie that I like uh very much as a movie but I actually loved it as a tv series and that's Friday Night Lights Billy Bob Thornton played the football coach in the movie of a guy who coaches high school football and the importance of high school football especially in the state of texas uh, yeah. it's basically like a religion and then kyle chandler got the uh, the role in the nbc tv show uh, mm -hmm. which i think is one of my favorite all-time tv shows to peter berg i never saw it but all my friends were obsessed with friday night lights tim riggins tim riggins like everybody was obsessed with him but i never i just i never saw it and i don't really know why i maybe i should revisit it now it's all on netflix so i should probably check it out my my uh, recommendation is absolutely revisit the uh, tv watch the movie but the tv series i think takes the concept to a uh, higher level Kyle channel is really good uh, and then uh, uh the actor who uh uh, played uh, Tim Riggins has, you know, had a pretty nice uh, feature film career. Um, I, I like him. That was a really good character. Probably the most um, uh, the one character that a lot of fans radiated to on that uh, TV yeah. show, Tim Riggins. But a good show. Uh, a couple other football movies. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this. It's more comedic, but 
the best of times with Kurt Russell and Robin Williams about two uh, two guys who uh, want to relive their high school days and they organize a game in adulthood uh, versus the high school team they lost to in the championship game. That's uh, I've Rob never Williams, heard of this movie, but that sounds amazing. <laughs> I've Rob never Williams, heard of it. Robin Williams does the movie and um, uh, plays sort of like a nerdy square type adult in, in, in glasses. Kurt Russell was the, the jock, but this movie has a lot of good uh, elements in it. Russell and Williams are really good together. That one, I I uh, I, I like a lot. Uh, and what's that called again? It's called uh, it's called the Best of Times. The Best of Times. I'm it, definitely writing yeah, that down. It, it's a 1980s film that uh, it did okay at the box office. It's somewhat forgotten, but if you're a Robin Williams fan and Kurt Russell, I fan, am. Yeah. Well, well worth well worth seeing. Good, awesome. Good, good, good movie. Uh, another football movie that is a little bit different, sort of off field, but I think it's the best movie Tom Cruise has ever done. That's Jerry Maguire with oh yes sports agent yeah great you know great movie Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, won the Oscar for best uh, supporting uh, actor you know show me the money uh, really good work by uh, Tom Cruise and I gotta say Renee Zellweger who has not uh, worked a lot in the last ten years the best and most appealing she's ever been on film true before. absolutely except for Bridget Jones and I'm a huge fan of Bridget Jones but yes that's definitely the other movie that she's done that I just thought she was just an A plus in for sure and you know who else I thought was really good in that Kelly Preston who plays uh, she's a supporting role she's in the beginning of the movie she's Jerry Maguire's fiance really tough like really pushes him drives him forward and then when they break up like she's still kind of around I, I thought she was excellent in that movie it always made me wonder why she never did more movies because she's beautiful. She, I mean, she just had such presence. I never really understood. Maybe John Travolta kept her at home having babies or something. I don't know. But I always wondered why she never did more movies, especially after yeah, seeing one, her in that. The, the one starring vehicle that I do remember her in, and I do like Kelly Preston, is she did a sports movie with Kevin Costner, a baseball movie called uh, For the Love of the Game, where he played a baseball pitcher for the Detroit uh, Tigers. I, I thought she was oh. pretty good in that. I mean, not a great movie, but another you know good uh, sports movie called For the Love of the Game. One last football film that I have to mention that I, I love, and we talked about it briefly on last week's podcast about being one of the great audience participation movies of all time, and that's uh, the 1973 Burt Reynolds movie, The Longest Yard, which Reynolds plays a guy who goes to jail, and then the prison warden played by Eddie Albert, who was on the TV show Green Acres, plays a great villain in this movie, makes him organize a football team to play the prison guards. And this movie is funny, but it also has serious elements, too. It's sort of a, what they call a dramedy. It mixes very funny stuff with, with hardcore dramedy, and the mix is one heck of an entertaining movie. This movie was a big hit in the 70s. It is a big fan favorite, has a very big following. And you talk about an actor who is very believable as an athlete. It yeah. is Burt Reynolds yep. playing That's the role true. of Paul Crew in this movie. And uh, if you like Burt Reynolds, Victoria, this yeah. is easily the best toupee, Victoria, <laughs> uh, that Burt Reynolds has ever won. That's funny. Well, and you know, and that is, I have not seen The Longest Yard, but I've certainly heard amazing things about it. So I'm going to put that on my list. Another honorable mention that I might give, going back to Tom Cruise for a bit, very early on in his career, he did it kind of, I don't know if it was based on a true story, but it certainly felt like it could have been real. Um, All the Right Moves. Did you ever see him in that movie? He plays I, the I high did. school I, football star. 
I, I did, and I'll tell you another guy who was great in that movie and uh, sort of unlikable, and that was Craig T. Nelson as his football coach. Oh, really right. Good. I love Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. So I would give and that I one believe, an honorable mention for sure. And I believe I believe Leah Thompson uh, was also uh, played uh, in that film playing Tom Cruise's uh, girlfriend. Right. You're right. Um, one movie that I think I totally, uh, people have it on their list as a football movie that they absolutely love. I completely disagree. I think the whole thing was ridiculous and way over the top. And that's Al Pacino in Any Given Sunday. It was an Oliver Stone movie. I just thought it was such a bomb of a movie. And I, I remember I saw this in the movie theater in high school and all of us just kind of left the movie theater going, nah, that wasn't really much. And it felt long. And Al Pacino as the coach was just like a typical, it was like the scent of a woman speech but for like an hour and a half long i mean it just felt like it was so much did you ever so we, see that i i did I, I i'm not a big fan either i mean it's very it's a very watchable movie but it has a flash feel to it and never yeah. really i think uh, the story and what they're going for never really takes off but are you saying that al pacino uh, was known for being a little bit over the top. He overacts, I know, right? Really? Hmm. I know, we're yeah. breaking ground here with our my observation that Al Pacino is an overactor, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of like a ridiculous movie. Um, I think that's probably all of our football movies, right? Do you have any others on your list there for mentioning the other football? One, uh, the, Den- the Denzel Washington movie, Remember the Titans, is a pretty good one also. But, oh, okay. Uh, but there's a I've... lot of really good, if you, you know, if you look back on what we discussed, there's a lot of really good sports movies to see, I think uh, I think foot, the ones in football uh, are slightly above some of the other ones, but there's so many different uh, sporting arena uh, sporting arenas that have made or equated to some really great uh, sport movies yeah and one of the sports that like you said makes you know a lot of sports set up a a good arena for a movie and an unlikely sport is wrestling but i have to give honorable mention for one of the best sports movies to go to the wrestler starring mickey rourke i thought that movie was just pretty flawless from beginning to end it was gritty it had even the way it was shot it was depressing but it was supposed to be it had a lot of heart though too but it was just a rough and tumble kind of kind of movie but um so deserving of all of the awards that it got i love that film uh it was not uh mickey rook lost out on the best uh actor uh oscar uh sean penn won for the movie milk but uh, mickey oh, that's rook, right. that was a that was a career resurgence for mickey rook that career resurgence didn't last very long you end up bouncing into iron man 2 as a villain got a big paycheck but mickey rook has done a few movies straight to dvd and Nothing has really materialized much after the wrestle, but I do love the wrestle. Ashy grew up uh, loving wrestling. Ashy, I went to the first WrestleMania one in Madison Square Garden back in the day. Uh, favorite wrestler oh, wow. of all time was I was a huge Roddy Piper fan. Roddy Piper wound up making a movie called They Live, a John Carpenter film, which I was a big fan of. But uh, I love wrestling. I love the wrestler. Really good pick. And if there's one obscure other sports related movie we could bounce into, it would be a dodgeball. The movie with Ben Stiller and Vin, and, and Vince Vaughn. I thought that movie is really funny. Uh, and I actually did play dodgeball in high school. I don't know if you did, so oh, don't sure, yeah. until you try it. Yeah, but, uh, no, it's true. I, I, like, I like dodgeball. 
Yeah, absolutely. That was a fun movie and it's certainly taking a weird sport and making, you know, a movie out of it. Um, And then I think my last one that I would mention, again, not a sport that you really see a whole lot of movies about, but, you know, in terms of surfing, uh, the the classic movie from the 60s, The Endless Summer, I think is just, it's so worth seeing, even if you don't care about surfing, if you don't care about the beach. It's such a great movie and it really is a a fabulous chronicle of the times as they travel around and, and meet with different cultures and it's it's such a great family movie i mean that is definitely a movie for the whole family and then years later in the i want to say maybe late 80s early 90s they made the endless summer 2 where they revisited uh some of the the sites that they had gone to in the 60s just to see how everything had changed and so those are some two fabulous surf movies amazing soundtrack to it and um and if you like just watching surfing some incredible big wave riding for sure i know of those movies i can't recall uh watching them in their Entirety, but what about ten years ago? There's a movie called Blue Crush that uh, dealt with surfing. <laughs> I like I like that movie. I, I thought that was a very well done movie, and I liked it a lot. I don't dislike it. I th- I think Blue Crush was fine. I mean, Kate Bosworth. You know, we're ta- we've talked a little bit about you know who's believable and who isn't. I I don't know. I didn't. I I thought she was a little too Hollywood and and like to me, Blake Lively in The Shallows, which was a great movie. It, it's it's a, it's a surfing. It's a surfer versus a shark kind of movie. I thought it was one of the best shark movies uh, that have come out in a, in a long time. But you know, Blake Lively just struck me as a lot more authentic. And I know that she did do a lot of behind the scenes training and everything i think in blue crush it was sort of like here we're gonna just sort of put you on a board you look really pretty and then you know michelle rodriguez was a lot more believable as an actual surfer in that movie but um yeah i mean blue crush is fine but i definitely would i'd root for in terms of girl surfers i would definitely root for blake lively in the shadow in the shallows for you know the hands down she would take the cake for me but i will say one thing about blue crush and this is a story for another day but kate bosworth i thought looked really good and healthy in that film. She lost a lot of weight after she did that movie. Yeah, I don't she think did. Look, I don't think looks as healthy on film as she did in Blue Crush. But no. uh, I, but I but I do I really do dig Blue Crush. I think it's a really solid film. Now how would you rate that against like point break? Very different in tone. Uh I, I give uh, let's say like a blue crush, I would give uh Three and a half uh, zombies out of five in Point Break, I would give a four out of five. But that's a, it, very different. But the surfing scenes in both those movies, I think, are fairly uh, they're, they're fairly well done. Yeah, that's true. And in Point Break, the, I mean, they had you know they had pro surfers actually. You know, Patrick Swayze. What I see to me, Patrick Swayze did not come across as authentic and and believable. Okay. Keanu Reeves did a little bit more, but like. I mean, I don't know. I mean, both of them, you could tell. I mean, they they had a lot of really good pro surfers <laughs> filming those and, sequences. And, and, and I got I got I got to say, for the record, growing up in Brooklyn, uh, I I I've never surfed. <laughs> I would. I'm not surprised <laughs> by that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think so. Out of all the sports movies, if you had to just pick one, and in any category, what would be the number one desert island pick? Wow, that's a. T- it really would be two. It would, it would be two, but if, if you say two every week, and I'm going to have to hold you uh, to uh, one at some point. Wait, uh, it's a toss-up between Field of Dreams and Hoosiers, but I'm going to go with Hoosiers. If if it was just one, I think the definitive, perfect, emotionally charged, absolutely get it right from A to Z. It's Hoosiers because it has my all-time favorite actor Gene Hackman in it, and I and love 
Dennis Hopper in this film. So yeah, it would be that's a what, great what pick. Would yours, what, what, what would yours be? Mine has to be Field of Dreams. I think, uh, like you said with Hoosiers, Field of Dreams for me, from beginning to end, is just a perfect movie. There isn't a single scene I would change. There isn't a single casting I would change. I, I just think it is, it's absolutely a perfect movie. So Field of Dreams, even though I'm not a baseball fan, my, some of my favorite movies are baseball movies. Field of Dreams gets my number one pick. Hoosiers is Chuckers. Even though basketball is not really your favorite sport either, is it? You're it's more of a baseball fan, right? I'm more of a baseball football guy. I mean, I do watch I do watch basketball. My daughter has actually become a big uh, basketball fan. She's uh, 12 years old. But uh, for for whatever reason, and I do like college basketball, and I love the uh, the tournament. So I guess this sort of fits into that high school college uh, type the basketball game more than a pros. But uh, right. Hoosiers is just one awesome sports movie. It's a solid pick. All right, everybody, that's episode five. Make sure you follow us at City Slickers Pod on Twitter and download us on iTunes and Google Play, wherever you follow your favorite podcasts, and make sure you subscribe. And we are on Facebook.com slash City Slickers Pod as well. And uh, feel free to make suggestions for other topics that you would like to hear us talk about. And uh, we always want to hear your feedback. So until next time, happy Thanksgiving, Chucker. Have a wonderful time with your family and uh we'll speak next week you got it always a pleasure